that sense of wanting to do more, wanting to make a difference, is a prompting from the soul. It is coming from at the soul level, um, and it behooves us to respond to that prompting because when we respond to that prompting, we begin to demonstrate the qualities of the soul within our family, within our community, in our world. Our scope of service increases. Our effectiveness increases. Our sense of joy and ease increases because when we're aligned with our soul, when we are in service to humanity, when we demonstrate the qualities of the soul, we are aligned with the laws of life. And that's another reason to begin to give voice to standing up for, for what one believes in, to take action. Um, it brings about a, a sense of ease. It's not necessarily simple, but um, doors open and miracles happen when we respond to the promptings of the soul. And that was a foretaste of this episode of the Planetary Makeover Show. We now invite you to open your mind wide and forget all the doom and gloom because as you find your voice and act in global cooperation together, we will build a just new world. In response to the growing voices of an awakening humanity, we bring you evidence that divine help is at hand to work with us to create a hopeful future that works for everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, David Minot II, yet again. And this time, I am bringing you another inspiring episode. And this one in particular was originally broadcast back in 2015 on our audio podcast entitled share on the air radio and it's emphasizing how the divine principle of the equitable sharing of the world's resources will ensure that no one will ever go hungry again this we see as the only way to create the foundation of a just world when we originally produced this show worldwide protests against a whole array of injustices occurring across our planet, had been picking up speed and momentum. These protests have progressed much further by today, magnified by the entire COVID-19 pandemic. The momentum of change has grown and accelerated, and it's now up to us to find our voices and speak up and take action. It's important to remember, nothing happens by itself. We must act and implement our will. To paraphrase the world teacher, whom you'll see we always mention on this show. So, what our co-host Silito Pasquale and Diana Gold Holland had to say back in 2015 is even more germane and vital to listen to now to open our hearts and minds to, thinking of this divinely inspired, peaceful revolution as actually being possible, and to bring about the needed changes in our civilization and thus save our beleaguered planet. The hosts talk about finding their own voices in revealing the little-known information of specific ways that great wise teachers have come forth to help and guide us. These elder brothers of humanity have been interacting with and galvanizing these social movements with their energy. As we move out of the 2000 years of the age of Pisces, which was the age of idealism and individualism, we see it has unfortunately degenerated into warmongering, fanaticism, and greed. Thankfully, we've now entered into the age of Aquarius, so for the next 2,000 years, we'll instead be focused on peace, sharing, justice, brotherhood, 
and everyone, bar none, having what they need to live. Silito and Diana discuss how many people today are finding their voices and following their intuitive impulse to start making positive and lasting change in the world. Let's listen to them now. One final note, at the conclusion of this audio broadcast, I'll be presenting a demonstration of transmission meditation. Indeed. If the Christ or Buddha walked among us today, how would you speak and act and do things differently? Today, our show is about finding our voice. And if you're listening to this show, it's because you are searching for information that corresponds to what you are already sensing. You, me, and millions of people around the world know on a very deep level that we are living in utterly extraordinary times. And we know we have a part to play in the transformation and the restoration of our planet. And we know, we know that nothing will change unless we speak up. So let's find our voice today. My name is Cielito Pasqual, and on this very rich topic here on Share International Radio, I am very pleased to introduce my co-host, my co-pilot, my dear friend, Diana Gold-Holland. Diana, are you there? I am here. I Thank am here and very happy to be here. Great to have you on on our third show we had uh, Dick Larson with us on our first and second show, as you know, and I've been talking about you, so our audience is waiting anxiously <laughs> to, to hear <laughs> both of us together. Just so happy to have you on. Let me uh, give our audience some background on you. Okay. Uh, you have been a Canadian correspondent for Share International Magazine. That, has, that is the inspiration for this podcast. Uh, since the since its inception in 1982, interviewing luminaries on the forefront of global change. Uh, you, you're an educator, an editor, and media specialist by trade, as you well know, and you have assisted several distinguished authors in the field of spirituality. Um, you've written countless articles. Thank you so much for your contribution to Share International Magazine. It's a all-volunteer effort, um, and uh, you have written extensively on the story of the emergence of uh, the masters of wisdom and the world teacher, Maitreya, and you've given numerous talks for, for many years on, on that subject across Canada, in the U.S., and in Europe. And uh, we are here to talk about finding our voice. It is so critical today. I don't think we have to go into much detail about why each and every one of us um, has a role to play, and speaking out is part of that role. But some of us might be a little timid. I, I'm a shy person myself. Share, share with us, uh, Diana, why, why, um, why have you taken to this information? Why are you on this podcast? Well, thank you for this um, sterling and introduction to begin with sure. and I'm I'm really glad to say hello to our listeners all together as you mentioned I've been a correspondent for share international magazine since 1982 and you know if I hadn't heard the story that supports share international and all of the work we do um, at that time I think I just might be dead by now the world was in a very bleak state of tension back then and um, you know, it looked pretty hopeless at the time. There was the Berlin Wall was still up. The Cold War was still going on. It sounds hard to believe. And a lot of our listeners won't even have been born then. But nonetheless, it was not a happy place. It's it, just to paint the picture, because I I was there during that time, but I've kind of it's it's a distant memory. We believed that nuclear annihilation was just around the corner, that that possibility existed as a reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. We really, we really did believe that. And we were on the brink several times in that period, you know, Bay of Pigs and all that kind of thing. So, oh, yeah, no, it, it was a very different reality then. 
But then when I heard what I know now and what I, what we want to share with our listeners, that has allowed me to view um, world affairs in a much different light, a light that makes sense of it all for me. And that's why I want to share this, because I want other people to have the opportunity to think about the concepts that we're bringing forth and, and see, you know, just to what extent this can resound to them, whether this energy feels new and fresh and positive, as opposed to all the dinosaur forces that are kicking and screaming their way off the world stage, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The times are changing so fast. And, you know, if you look back over the past uh, years, certainly we've seen so many turns in history, things that uh, we couldn't have expected, things that were very disturbing. And all through this time, your conviction about this information, uh, about uh, the emergence of the masters of wisdom, the help that we have close at hand, the fact that humanity has a, a brilliant future ahead of us, if we so choose, um, your, your conviction has held over all this time. Why, why is that so? Because honestly, we have no proof that what we're saying is true. Well, we don't in the literal sense. That's true. But, you know, as I say, as I've watched the history unfold, knowing what I know and being able to look at it in a different way, I not only believe but realize that, you know, the current of energy that is now streaming through with such a such a breakneck pace to bring us to change, to bring us to starting to create this new civilization, um, it, it is undeniable. And, um, you know, I just want to reiterate, as you have pointed out, that Basically, we are not alone. We have help of an extraordinary nature. And as we look at things unfolding in the world today, uh, I and you and people who have heard this story and have taken to it have no trouble whatever maintaining our conviction because we can see the working out of these new energies of the age of Aquarius, of the energies of love that is being brought in by Maitreya and his group by a lot of the things that are going on in the world today, even outer things like, um, you know, the proliferations of miracles through all parts of the world in all cultures, in ways that those cultures can understand very, very graphically for themselves. And we're talking about not just uh, miracle phenomena, there have been political miracles. Uh, There have been miracles of change that we would never have predicted. As well, yes. I was going to mention that next. There are political miracles happening as well. Uh, you know, one of the most famous, of course, is the fall of the Berlin Wall that Maitreya and his group were, were uh, you know, very much in support of. But um, there have been other things. You know, we forget that Nelson Mandela was once a, a political prisoner, not only once, but for something like half his lifetime, if not more. And he was he expected, was yes, he was expected he was, to die in prison. That's right. We have people like Margaret Thatcher, who was at the height of her power way back then um, as prime minister of England. It was predicted by the uh, journalists that surrounded Maitreya at the time that she would actually fall from grace uh, because of the poll tax in England. And that, although not one journalist would give any credence to it, did happen. The same thing with the fall of apartheid. No, not one journalist at the time would have given you two cents for the uh, for your saying that our apartheid would be cleared in our lifetimes, and yet it has come about. So you know we have a somewhat pessimistic views of of things happening today, but again they're part of a larger picture, which on the whole has our future, I believe, very bright. Well, you know what, uh, Diana, just uh, before the beginning of the show on the news break. Um uh, the news was about uh, the Canadian Prime Minister announcing that um, forces, Canadian forces would be withdrawn for, uh, from the fight against ISIS, that they would not be uh, 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 supporting that effort. Um, w- w- 
we're hearing a lot about, uh, um, you know, how, how the liberals have won in Canada. Do you think that's significant or is that just, well, it's, it's the pendulum swinging from conservative to liberal and then it'll swing back again? Do you think that's a significant development um, for, for the people of Canada? Well, I'm not really a political commentator, but I can give you, you know, a couple of views on this. First of all, I believe that the Canadian public desperately wanted change. The government was very unpopular. The conservative government that preceded this one uh, had brought in very um, measures that are against the Canadian persona, if I might say, the peacekeeper persona, the diplomat persona. Uh, we were kowtowing, I'm sorry to say, and uh, sue me, uh, kowtowing to a lot of the um, political views of the United States. And so people here wanted change and they voted with their feet and with their votes. They, the people found their voice to elect this very huge majority of the liberals. Now, how long their popularity will last, I can't tell you, but there is a breath of fresh air um, ostensibly happening here. And um, Mr. Trudeau has announced measures that Canadians have long wanted to have in place, I would think, uh, you know, in, but in general, in great numbers. And uh, we're very happy that he's moving swiftly on arranging some of his campaign promises. Now, he has a big mandate to fulfill in that, for example, he wants to have uh, very uh, striking environmental reforms. At last, mm. there is approximately only 40 days to this first great summit in Paris. So, you know, he has his work cut out for him, but I think the um, momentum of change is there. Diana Gold, Holland, up in Vancouver, B.C. I'm here in Seattle, and um, you will be hearing us together we're also alternating as hosts on the upcoming episodes of Share International Radio. We have so much to cover. We'll go into more depths in future shows. So we're really glad to have you wherever you are in the world. And I know we've got listeners throughout the world. Thank you for joining us. Diana, you mentioned about... The fact, I want to bring this up, I haven't mentioned this uh, in our prior shows, that we are not the only ones, obviously, talking about this extraordinary story, this transition that humanity is undergoing from, from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius with the help of our wise mentors, our wise elder brothers and sisters, great teachers, the masters of wisdom. There are thousands of people, literally, sharing this story on a grassroots level. Right now, there's probably someone holding a meeting in a library meeting room. Um, I know there's probably a, a street fair where this information is being shared. So definitely keep your, wherever you are in the world, um, look online. You, so I just wanted to share that, Diana, that this story is going out in, in, in a very simple way. Um, and the media is also very important to this story. Let's talk about the media. Um, why is the media important to this story? Well, I like to compare the media to the nerve center of humanity in that it is the communication network. It is a media that puts us, puts our stories before our eyes and our ears and our, our, in our papers, on our screens, etc., etc., we rely on the media for information. We rely on the media for the foodstuff that, that uh, directs and, and uh, informs, quite literally, uh, our lives. So in that sense, I call the media the nerve center. But as you know, the control of mainstream media is pretty drastic. It's so complete now at this point that most people, I would venture, take a lot of what's on the regular media uh, with a grain of salt. I would hope our listeners do. <laughs> yeah, I do too. You know, but beyond the rape and murder and pillage that the mainstream media is reporting, publications like Share International are actually seeking out the real news, the helpful news, the news that you don't find out about otherwise because we're just not in the pocket, the uh, cash-filled pocket of the media barons. So, Basically, the whole point here in terms of our theme of finding our voices, the people 
the people in their, themselves, as we all know, are finding their voices and are attempting to use the medium more judiciously. So you have, you know, more formal things like our magazine, Share International, our, our program, our website, other uh, indie publications, all that kind of thing. But the big revolution, the really important thing, that people are now taking the news into their hands. They're sharing the news on the spot as it breaks, on their cell phones, on Facebook. So much more is, is relying on these forms of, of person-to-person, direct communication that can happen from all over the world. We saw the people in the, in the Tahir um, Square. You know, that was we, all we, based on social media. Exactly. Together based on social media. Exactly. And, and brought down a government. And brought down a government. And this is happening all over the place now. You know, stuff can no longer be hidden the way it has been hidden. And people being able to contemplate, to see this information for themselves have the opportunity to begin thinking differently. We don't need to be little brainwashed cogs in the consumer wheel. That's, that's, the time for that is gone. That's mm. finished. And um, we're now waking up to our consciousness as more, more as one family. Um, if you take a look at the refugee crisis that's so prevalent now and so important, there are story after story of, of actual people, families, communities, standing up and and just taking responsibility you know welcoming these refugees into their homes and and just taking care of all those basic things while the governments twiddle and twaddle about how many people they can accept or refuse or or what have you Mm -hmm. and i want to draw this back to again the media as as the nerve center of humanity part of finding our voice is bringing looking at things from a more current context. We're in the middle of seeing things that are of the old world, and we're also seeing things that are about the future. Young people especially have a very clear idea and very simple idea of how to transform the planet. Uh, Whereas we've had all these you know, the media, the corporate media, will have us believe that things should be a certain way in order to keep the economy going. And young people are recognizing, no, it's destroying our planet. Let's stop it. <laughs> and that's what I love about uh, hearing from the young people today, especially, you know, I, I was just watching a video of the Nobel Prize, Peace Prize winner, um, Malala Yousafzai, she's the education activist and Nobel Peace Prize awardee, as I said. And in her speech at the UN, uh, she said, I raise up my voice not so that I can shout, but so that those without a voice can be heard. Um, And in your part of the world, in North Vancouver, there's a wonderful young activist. Oh, my goodness, she started at the age of... She was speaking out probably before the age of 10, but the media caught wind of her um, when she was 10 years old, uh, Takaya Blaney. The way that she is speaking out so simply and powerfully against the, the big oil interests that are uh, threatening to degrade the, the land, uh, her, uh, the, the indigenous, indigenous culture that she's from, um, she's calling for a ban on uh, 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 oil tankers in, in British Columbia. And um, these are very, very young people, not afraid to speak out against the status quo. And uh, they're making it very clear to us that the corporate media is out of step, simply out of step, and is not making sense, and uh, the simple solutions exist. And so, again, finding our voice to add our voices to these calls for change, um, to add our voices to, to simple solutions is what is needed today. So if we can tie that in, Diana, to why is knowing about these masters of wisdom, do we have to believe that? Really? Do we have to believe that to, to take a stand and have our voice heard? Well, we don't have to believe it. And, you know, you're talking about uh, these young people. There are hundreds of thousands of people 
in the world today who are taking a stand to bring about this new, more just and saner society that we need without any notion of, of uh, Maitreya or the masters being here. They are simply responding to those energies that are at the soul level and they are listening they are finding the voices of their souls. They are finding their voice in this way. I'd like to just give you one little quote, though, from one of the Masters of Wisdom, who, um, which was published in Share International Magazine. Uh, and this Master of Wisdom said, um, and I quote, Across the world, most especially among the young, the potent desire for change is being given expression. The young want a new kind of world, a new structure, which includes them and their aspirations. These aspirations are for justice and sharing, for meaningful work, and an opportunity to raise their families in sufficiency and peace. It's a simple call. It's a simple call. Mm -hmm. And I'll have us note that raising the families in sufficiency and peace Sufficiency is the new ideal which should be governing us because sufficiency is really all we need. How many pairs of shoes do you need? How many horsepower in your car? While other people are, you know, trekking across continents with barely the clothes on their backs and, and others, of course, as we know, in starvation and abject misery. You know, the young people understand sufficiency. They're no longer taken in by the ideals of these corporate pipeline people, for example. And uh, anybody anywhere now can find any number of examples of, of people speaking out on the way it should be, whether it's the um, Gasland movie or uh, movies about self-sufficiency or whatever. I mean, you just, it's all over the place. We don't have to listen to the gloom and doom of the death throes of capitalism and the current system. Absolutely. It's simply on its way out. And we can listen to different and better news, much of it coming through the voices of young people who, let it be known, are not here by accident. People have come in at this time to help in this great revolution. And the Masters of Wisdom and Maitreya are simply standing behind and, and uh, offering their, their counsel and guidance in all of this. But we are doing it. We are there on the ground doing it. And we have help to to speak out, to speak strongly. Diana, a thought that occurred to me. I want to connect the media, uh, finding our voice, uh, and this amazing story of the emergence of the Masters of Wisdom all together. The interesting thing is we discussed this on our last show with Dick, Dick Larson that humanity has free will. We have choice. Um, the masters of wisdom are offering suggestions. Uh, we better, it's a good thing to listen to them because <laughs> that's why they're masters. However, there is, we, we, it's important for us to share this information, whether or not it's not a, a matter of belief or acceptance is a matter of accepting the possibility that we are not alone in this world, that we have help of an extraordinary kind, that the solutions to the world's problems are within our grasp. So how, what would you, what, what are ways that we can bring our voice to, to the media and let the media know that we know this story. What would be the purpose of that? Would that would that speed up this this emergence of the masters of wisdom? Well, there's two aspects to that. One is that you know it is a smaller group that is hearing our particular information and responding to, um, in their way to 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 this call that we are able to, you know, act. We are able to act in partnership with Maitreya and the Masters um, by first making known the fact of their presence to many other people. Others at the same time, and we've talked about this, hundreds of thousands of others, are 
responding to the energies that Maitreya and the masters are pouring into the world. So even though they do not know this message, they are um, voting with their feet and with their hearts and minds. So that too all comes into effect. It's not technically necessary to know about Maitreya and the masters to be able to be working with them. And in fact, we are presenting, as you and I very well um, are on the same page about, we are presenting this information for people's consideration only. If it has the ring of truth, if it, uh, you know, wakes a certain curiosity in people, by all means, there are many, many ways to check this story out. The media itself, though, um, essentially... Once enough people have heard about the presence of Maitreya and these great teachers in the world, once the demonstrations in the streets have gotten loud enough against the current situation, once enough people have died in senseless wars and, and all of the um, crises that are going on, once all of this comes to a head, humanity will literally demand of the media that they present Maitreya to the world. And you know... Major media knows about Maitreya. They do indeed. Uh, a journalist who brought together British journalists in London for a, a very interesting um, uh, event, a, a meeting with Maitreya. There were representatives from some of the world's top media at that meeting and uh, highest level people from the BBC, from the New York Times, many people know about Maitreya. Even world leaders know about Maitreya. But it is, they're not going to threaten their position by talking about this event. So it is our job for those of us who see that this information is relevant in the world to pay attention and to begin to demand that the media start to cover uh, the many aspects of this story Dick Larson talked about uh, the, the UFOs and their spiritual mission, the increase of sightings of UFOs, the work of the Space Brothers, the documentation of all of that. That's as much a part of this event. So it does require that we speak out. Um, and I just want to also uh, just, just – uh, I'll talk about uh, how one of the Masters of Wisdom uh, has uh, been a part of uh, – uh, Malala Yousafzai's life. Um, as many people know, she was shot point blank by the Taliban for her outspoken words on um, how girls deserve education. And the Taliban, they were literally bombing uh, hundreds of schools in her region uh, to, to make a statement against girls being educated. And um, she had a miraculous recovery. I watched a documentary about her just last night. And um, they didn't expect her to live. And when she saw that she was surviving, they were not sure whether she would be speaking or walking um, as she was. And she made a remarkable recovery. And Share International magazine reported two months after that shooting that, in fact, one of the Masters of Wisdom, the one known as the Master Jesus, was responsible in uh, uh, helping her recover so rapidly. Because clearly, when you hear her speak, her voice is needed for this time. And she speaks for the voiceless. So that's an illustration of how, uh, to use a term from the movies, <laughs> the force is with us. Uh, we have help. We have help when we are standing for the dignity of all humans. We have help when we are speaking uh, and, and, and being a voice for the voiceless. So it really is of urgency that we step out of our comfort zone and, and make strong statements for the dignity of all people and the restoration of our planet Earth. Um, are, you, are you seeing that? How, how, how are you seeing that showing up? Um, in your part of the world, in Vancouver, B.C., Diana? Um, well, I was actually thinking about a couple of other things as you were talking, which I'd like to bring up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, and we're going to talk about Hurricane Patricia in a moment, but um, in Share International magazine, there are many, many stories about uh, Maitreya and other masters actually being on the forefront of um, rescue operations 
uh, operations. Uh, you know, being there on the ground when those earthquakes happen and, and uh, the devastation occurs, they have been literally going through the ranks of the of the suffering and helping them. So there are things like that. Another thing that goes back a bit that really uh, touched my heart was, uh, again, reported in Share International, the um, Tiananmen Square massacre of the Chinese students that's, what, 15, 20 years old now? I don't remember how long, but anyways... Um, that was another mass massacre, and it was reported in Share International magazine that Maitreya stood by each of those students as they as they were being shot, as they were being murdered. And one of the people that um, managed to escape from Tiananmen Square and find himself in the West uh, wrote a poem about that whole um, experience, and the very very. Um, moving thing that he said in this poem was that nobody screamed mm. nobody cried nobody had any kind of reaction of that sort and we know from you know from our perspective that it was because Maitreya was there at the 11th hour for each of those people they literally experienced peace um as they were being murdered as they were being murdered, yeah. So this is an example of, you know, things that we know behind the scenes that are not being reported. Now, and people can accept this or not. Yeah. They can say this is all just stories. But, you know, why bother to invent these stories? There's there's certainly no, you know, be, behind the volunteer correspondents that put together this magazine, behind the volunteer editors and chief editor Benjamin Krem, who's also responsible for the writing of 16 or 17 very, very prophetic and interesting books about the different reality that's really going on underneath all of, all of these things. Um, there's no reason to invent any of this. And I will talk about, um, I'll touch on what you said Whenever there's a disaster, I'm always looking in the news for the miracle stories, and you can always see the hallmark of the presence of the masters um, after uh, an earthquake. There's always I – mean, the media loves those kinds of stories as well. Sometimes the media can be positive, and hearing the heroic uh, rescues, the heroic survival um, experiences – uh, they always remind me that um, we are not alone. Well, Lito, I, let me just make one more point to that effect because I think it's an important one. You know, uh, many many of the people in the forefront of these changes are being impressed by the energies of Maitreya and the other masters. Many of the world leaders are in in sync with this information. I mean, just listen to Pope Francis. As, as as his uh, papacy unfolds, I mean this this is the voice of Maitreya that you're hearing through Speak, speaking. Through yes, this speaking is the out. voice of the Master Jesus, and it was said that the Master Jesus would come and occupy his position openly in Rome, that uh, he would be guiding the the church, and and we kind of see that happening with Francis the way it's going on. Gorbachev at the time, who, you know, broke down the, the social structure in Russia and who ushered in Glasnost, was doing that directly under impression by, of Maitreya. And certain other world leaders like that, who are bringing positive change to the world, uh, are acting under this impression. What we can do as people is to give voice to those who are speaking out against the economic system that is sabotaging uh, the the world environment. Support what the the Pope is saying around uh, the extremes of capitalism. Um, we can support those movements where people are speaking out again for the dignity of human beings. So that's another way uh, we can add our voices. And uh, Diana, we we want to talk about. Um, the importance, the imperative that we bring about sharing and justice. We anchor those principles of sharing and justice in this world through the power of our voices. And I want to connect that to um, weather patterns. It may seem like a stretch here, <laughs> but this is important to know. Um, in the past couple of days in the news, we've been hearing about Hurricane Patricia 
when this show goes into archives and people are listening at another time, there'll be another hurricane if we don't make changes right away. Um, here's something to understand about the esoteric aspect of our physical world. Uh, there is the evolution of the devas. Devas, deva is the Sanskrit word for angels. It's a parallel evolution to the human evolution. And the devas are the active builders of our physical world. And they do a tremendous amount of service uh, for the human kingdoms and all the kingdoms of nature. And they also are part of keeping our weather patterns in balance. Now, here's our concern with the hurricanes. Not only um, are we seeing these record-breaking hurricanes with 200-mile-per-hour winds as a result of global warming and the, 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 the industrial pollution that we keep pumping into the air, altering our environment, but also... Because we in the human kingdom are under such tremendous stress and tension, whether it's international uh, stress through, through conflicts and wars, or just simply the stress of existence living in a competitive uh, world, a, a world that's dominated by greed and competition and, and trying to keep up with that kind of world, we're under a lot of stress and it's affecting the Davic kingdom, the entities that are keeping our weather in balance. So when the human kingdom is out of balance, the Davic kingdom falls out of balance and our stress and tension affects them. So that is impacting our weather systems that are devastating entire towns, cities, and, and and creating even more uh, upheaval as it affects people's lives and livelihoods. So leading that back, Diana, to the principle of sharing injustice, uh, knowing that injustice is affecting the energies on the planet. How, are, how can we take advantage of the energies streaming in into this world, uh, guided by the masters of wisdom, to to anchor these principles into, into reality? Good question. You want the 25th <laughs> Reader's Digest version? Uh, okay, let's be serious here. Uh, I think that the short answer to this question, Cialito, is, uh, you know, how can we anchor sharing and justice in this world to bring about peace? The very simple answer is going back to the very simple priorities being... Um, uh, articulated by Maitreya. And those priorities are, for this world, very basic food, shelter, education, and health care for each and every citizen, each and every child in this world. It's as simple as that, and yet not one single country to date has managed to bring those priorities into, into play for all of its citizens. It's a tall order, but at the same time, it's a very simple and compassionate one. Food, shelter, education, and health care for every citizen in this planet. And it's extraordinary the extent to which um, many of us don't have access, even in this country. I'm in the United States and it is extraordinary um, how many of us don't have access to basic health care and the stress of that, what it does to families, what it does to communities, families going into bankruptcy, families losing their homes because suddenly they have a medical emergency and they can't get the basic care that they need and they have to lose uh, their, 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 the security of, that they know uh, because of that. It's really, really tragic. Um, yeah. See, Lito, you know, and yet, I don't, I, you must have seen these things circulating on the internet. Things like, you know, if you have a fridge and if you have food in it and if you have a roof over your head and if you have a blanket and blah, da, 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 a bunch of stuff like that, if you have those things, 
you are in the top 1%. And those things are things we take for granted and that things that we are losing now. You know, Maitreya says very simply, take your brother's need as the measure for your action and solve the problems of the world. It's such a simple, simple statement, and it encompasses all that we need to know. He, he also adds that there is no other course, and that's true. We've tried war. We've tried diplomacy. We've tried, you know, strategic alliances. We've tried all of that kind of stuff, but only sharing has not really been tried as the answer to our current problems. And yet, as Maitreya says, there is no other course. When I think about where I was when I first heard this message, and it, it, I, I'm going to assume that so many of our listeners, either they, they are in that place now of, of just a sense that we're in this very, very potent time, and there's just this calling to do something, uh, a certain dissatisfaction with the way life is, that there's something more. And I, I hope that uh, with the show, we've illustrated that to some degree. And I definitely want to stress that that sense of wanting to do more, wanting to make a difference, is a prompting from the soul. It is coming from at the soul level. Um, and it behooves us to respond to that prompting because when we respond to that prompting, we begin to demonstrate the qualities of the soul within our family, within our community, in our world. Our scope of service increases. Our effectiveness increases. Our sense of joy and ease increases because when we're aligned with our soul, when we are in service to humanity, when we demonstrate the qualities of the soul, we are aligned with the laws of life. And that's another reason to begin to give voice to standing up for, for what one believes in, to take action. Um, it brings about a, a sense of ease. It's not necessarily simple, but um, doors open and miracles happen when we respond to the promptings of the soul. Essentially, sharing equals justice equals peace, and we can demonstrate that both inwardly and outwardly. Um, responding to the call of, of our own soul and the call of Mother Earth as well. You know, I'm looking at uh, the contents page of Share International magazine. On one hand, here you have um, uh, Spain, growing mobilization against fracking, you know, it's, it's, it, and then refugee crisis report, hard news. Uh, why waste food when people are hungry? Uh, Pope Francis's urgent call to save the planet. And then... There is an article entitled House of Miracles. Um, there's an article about a baby born with prayer beads. So there's a very interesting contrast of information. Absolutely. And they'll also enjoy uh, letters to the editor that people write in, um, you know, detailing experiences that they have had personally with the masters. So we will be back. Join us again. We're excited to do this show for you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Diana. Thank you all. And now for the treat I promised you earlier to meditate together. As most of us are aware, our world has arrived at a moment of profound transformation. As millions call for peace and justice, many are seeking ways to help serve the world and at the same time looking for an effective means of personal spiritual development. Transmission meditation is a way to do both. Introduced in 1974 by a master of spiritual wisdom, Transmission is a group meditation that makes available the benevolent energies pouring into the planet in an ever-mounting rhythm and potency. Transmission groups worldwide receive and transform these energies sent by a group of extraordinary teachers, the Masters of Wisdom, 
led by Maitreya, the world teacher. Thus stepped down, these energies can be used in the betterment of all life on earth. This meditation also has a salutary effect on the individual participating in the meditation. It is safe, scientific, non-denominational, and will not interfere with any other religious or spiritual practice. In fact, it will just enhance them. So it's for the religious and non-religious alike. So now, just focus your attention at the chakra center between the eyebrows, called the Ajna center, which is the center of the will. And let's read together the great invocation and meditate as long as you wish, holding your attention there when it drifts away by thinking OM silently, inwardly. The Great Invocation From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Visit us on Facebook at hashtag Planetary Makeover. This show has been a production of planetarymakeover.org. At our website, we have a link to our bi-weekly live show at 5 p.m. Mondays Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. At our website, we also have a link to our archives and a selection of our shows. For more background info, visit www.shareinternationalwest.org. That's shareinternational-west.org. For related books in DVDs and CDs by Benjamin Krem on the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher, please go to share-ecart.com. That's share ecart.com We also invite you to watch another show that we really love entitled What in the World is Happening? And that show, which you don't want to miss, is produced by Share International Canada. Please view episodes of What in the World is Happening? on demand at youtube.com forward slash at message of hope weekly. It will be live streaming mostly on the second Saturday of every month at the Share International Canada Facebook page.